As we said on a Friday night, we like to basically put a spotlight on locally produced goods. On the line, we've got Keegan Cook, who is the brand o- owner of uh, Blind Tiger Gin. Keegan, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us on Off the Pitch tonight. It's an absolute pleasure. Now, let's start off with a little bit more um, information about the product. Uh, what made you decide to, to basically go into the field of, of, of crafting gin? Is that the uh, right well, word? Is that what you do? Do you yeah, craft it? <laughs> to be honest, yeah, I grew up. Um, my dad was in the alcohol industry for many, many years, uh-huh. um, and then I was in the advertising space, working on on different kind of alcohol brands and companies and the, the style uh, way back. And then what happened is I sat down with my dad one day, and we decided that you know maybe it's a good idea to look at gin. Gin was kind of getting going. Yeah. Ross was around, and that's how we kind of took a stab at it, you know, we, we took a bit of a risk and it's, so far it's, it's been an interesting journey. Now, looking at, you know, the tastes and, because, and, uh, you know, when people think about alcohol, they, they either, it's like wine, you say you've got a palate for wine, for red wine mm-hmm. or for white wine and it's sort of the same for, for if you look at whiskeys and even brandies. Mm-hmm. Is, is it the same kind of thing with gin? 100%, you know, um, often... People ask me, you know, what, what is it about or why can some become such a global mm-hmm. phenomenon? And, and a couple of reasons are, is that the mixologist has come back into the fall, you know, going to amazing cocktail bars where you have a, a complete experience, where you're reinventing all these old cocktails of the past. Gin as a spirit is very synonymous with all those cocktails. And um. I- Sorry, Keegan, your phone is, uh, your line is breaking up. I'm going to ask my uh, producer to give you a call back. Unfortunately, the line is breaking up, so we can't catch everything that he is saying. We are currently um, chatting about the product Blind Tiger Gin. If you've tried it, let us uh, give us a call because it's got some interesting taste blends. Um, it's got uh, it's like uh, a medley of angelica roots and coriander. Um, there's also a soft nuance of juniper berries in the background. I'm sorry, uh, uh, I think we've got Keegan back. Keegan, do we have you back? Um, yeah. Ah, fantastic. So we got up to mixologist. That was the last thing yeah, I heard. So Coming to the fore again. Point, to your point quickly, exactly to your point about wine, I think there's an exploration within gin now where you can find all these uh, new style gins which are using very unusual flavors and botanicals mm-hmm. um, to kind of express their own personal take on what is generally seen as quite a stereotypical traditional spirit category. Yes. Uh, so there's an exploration whether you go into the more citrus gins you get the more floral fangos, which obviously is very synonymous with South Africa. Um, you can get more kind of smoky, uh, anise-driven gins. So there's a whole plethora of things that you can explore. Uh, Keegan, would you say that South Africa, to a large extent, uh, and I might be wrong because I really haven't tried gin from other countries. I, I'm kind of a, a drinker mm. of South African gin. But would you say that we're actually, in a, in, in, to a large extent, leading the way when it comes to gin and exploring new flavors and kind of new combinations? Uh, partly yes, partly no. Okay. I would say yes in terms of our indigenous uh, botanical level. So, you know, as I said, the guys using the fame boss, the bookeries of the world, those kind of things are quite synonymously uh, South African and rooibos tea, for example, another one. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say we're leading the way. I think we, I think if you look at gin globally, each country will have its own unique expression, expression. of what they impart into the gin spirit itself. So let's talk about gin as a as a brand. Um, we kind yeah. of know of particular name brands when it comes to gin. Was it difficult mm. um, to break into the market and to get South Africans to drink your particular brand? Um, 
it, it is. It's, it's not as hard as you would think. I think again, <laughs> going back to the wine, going back to the kind of the wine and exploration of wine, it, that similar mantra of people are wanting to try different genres. And then yes, people do find that they like X, Y, and Z, and they have kind of their gin trolley, if you like, of mm-hmm. their gins that they prefer. But there is an exploration happening with gin. Um, that so you do get that that trial and error kind of approach. And I'm sure you've done it yourself. You go into the store, you yeah. kind of haven't seen the gin, you take it home, you either like it, you don't like it, you move on to the next thing. So there's an interesting um, pattern at the moment with consumers in Cape oh, Cape I'm in Cape <laughs> in South Africa. <laughs> In South Africa, whereby there's a lot of trial. Uh, and so I think what's going to happen, you'll start to find uh, certain gins will, will start to gain more dominance than others. Yeah. You know, in Ross, for example, it's done very well, and it was one of the first. Um, and there's some other incredible gins out there. But uh, it's, it's a lot of the trial and error thing. Now, you know, your your particular product has gotten, mm. um, you know, a, quite a lot of plaudits. Um, and, uh, you know, one yes. of the things we said was it's possibly the best small batch gin ever uh, made. Um, yes. What would you say is Thank the you. secret to your success? Um, to be honest with you, we sat down and we, we played around with a whole different amount of botanicals and uh, we looked at different trends globally of what was doing well, what wasn't doing well. And I, when you go into creating a product, one of the things you don't want to do is try and kind of isolate any consumer group or flavor profile or palate. So mm-hmm. we went for a very much kind of everyday, easy drinking, very sessionable. You kind of open the bottle. You know, by the end of the night, it's finished, and you just had a really good time. And then, uh, yeah, we kind of entered uh, some awards overseas, a uh, bit of a shot in the dark, and we won gold <laughs> at the SIP Awards in Los Angeles. That kind of spiraled this whole thing, and then we won gold at the Gin Masters in London, and then last year now, the uh, gold at the San Francisco Spirit Awards. So, yeah, you know, it was it was a, it was always a big uh, risk in the beginning, and so far it's been an incredible journey. We're heading for 25 past seven on this Friday evening, and you're on SAFM leading the conversation. We are chatting to Keegan Cook, who is the brand own, owner of Blind Tiger Gin. Now, this is an international award-winning gin. It's been recognised for its unique celebration of the craft gin spirit, um, and it's been it's a three-time international gold medal winner, having won gold at the International Sip Awards, uh, as Keegan has just told us. Um, uh, and you know what? The other thing that I quite like about is that it's distilled and crafted in KwaZulu-Natal. Am I correct? Uh, yes, you are. Well, um, yep. Normally, uh, and this is just, again, you know, I might be totally mm. wrong because uh, I really do not know much about alcohol. But when I think oh. about gin, uh, I, you know, I kind of have a more of a, a feeling that it is actually crafted a lot of the times in, in the Cape. Um, so, mm-hmm. so is there a particular reason why you cho- chose a KwaZulu-Natal? Um, it was more towards the fact that my whole family from the Tal originally, okay. and that was really the, the kind of reason for it. My mom family were sugarcane farmers, and my dad was a, is from Durban himself, so it was just kind of a natural uh, starting point. Uh, but you are right, yeah, a lot of the gins are, are very much Cape wine and driven, um, and we have started doing a, a bit of distilling ourselves in the Cape as well, as it is just a, it's a beautiful place to distill. <laughs> <laughs> the scenery helps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So talk, take me through the distilling process. Uh, when people say that you're, you, they, you know, they're distilling gin or, or they, yeah. they're crafting it, what do they actually mean by that? Sure. So I won't give you the, we could sit for hours going through the <laughs> Let's the, not the do that. Science, but we're not going to do it. I'm going to give you the, the general thing is that it, it refers to the, the kind of the placement of fermented alcohol into some form of vessel or mm-hmm. 
still or pot still. So you, you hear people talking about copper pot still yes. all the time. And then three, the, this distillation occurs when when uh, the liquid that or the fermented alcohol you put in there uh, gets to its boiling point, which releases vapor. And that vapor then gets put into a cold tank where it cools down again into liquid. So effectively, if you're just boiling the alcohol into a vapor, it then re- it gets back into liquid when it gets into a tank. Okay. Effectively, that's really it. And the most common one you'll probably find is uh, the steep and boil method, which when people ask me is generally like making tea. So effectively, you're just taking your botanicals and yes. you're dipping them into the neutral spirit, and then you boil that like you make a cup of tea, and that releases all the botanicals into the liquid, and then you cut that with water to get down to your desired strength, whether it's 43% or above. And that's ah, really how it works. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. um, Keegan, if people want to get more information about the gin itself, is it uh, widely available or are, is it just um, on, online yes. that they're able to get it? No, most key accounts, you uh, can pay, Macro, Norman Goodfellows, uh, Tops, Liquor Cities, Take a Lot. So, yeah, we we kind of all around the place. Mm-hmm. The one one thing is we do, we are small batch so, and we try to batch in, in kind of 500 case sizes. Okay. So we do have sometimes a little bit of the uh, out-of-stock situation, but that kind of is the beauty of being a, a small craft. A small craft, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, but all around, we, we generally, generally you can find us if you look hard enough. <laughs> Keegan, thank you so much. <laughs> really, really appreciate you taking the time to chat to us this evening uh, and wishing you all the best. What's the future plans uh, for um, Blind Tiger Gin? Are you taking um, over the world or are you staying small back? Yeah, as well. We are uh, looking to extend the range, so we're probably launching two other variants um, this year. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we'll see from there how that goes. But, uh, yeah, one step at a time.